Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is your friendly Pinhead198 back with another audio commentary, and this is the final one. This is the final episode we're doing for a while until we do the Christmas break on the 15th, then we'll go back to normal episodes, but I have to do an audio commentary on this movie. This is 1987's RoboCop. Everybody knows how I love RoboCop. We're going to be talking a lot about information about RoboCop, how much we love RoboCop. I might even annoy you a little bit because I might quote the movie a little too much for those who haven't seen it. If you want to follow along visually, I don't know how to tell you. I'm using my physical copy. I have. It's on MGM+. Plus. Subscription, you can rent it on Amazon, Vudu, anywhere else, but this is not streamed anywhere except for exclusively DMGM Plus's subscription. Of course it is, because they own the distribution rights right now via through Orion Pictures. So, sorry guys for those, but you, for those that want to listen to the rambling, want to listen to the information, here we are. This is on a budget of $13.7 million. And it ended up grossing $53.4 million. And it is a cult classic. It's not even just a cult classic. As one wise man once said, it is scientifically proven that this is the greatest film ever fucking made. So, here we go. We're going to get into it. I'm starting mine if you're following along in 3, 2, 1. Here we go. I'm going to try and keep the audio at a... Something reasonable pace, but we'll see. This this movie's fucking fantastic. Have the control on and tipping the sound bar. We got this at a high level, so. Ed Newmeyer wrote and co-produced RoboCop. And wanted to make a film about business and action films. So. We got. I think he was on the set of Blade Runner and came up with the concepts for Robocop when he was working on Blade Runner. Set design was a major influence for Blade Runner, for Robocop, excuse me. Here's those great. Media breaks. Wong with Jess Perkins. Top story, Pretoria. The threat of nuclear confrontation in South Africa... And Michael Miner was the other RoboCop writer on this. ...that besieged city-state unveiled a French-made neutron bomb and affirmed its willingness to use the three-megaton device as the city's last line of defense. And the president's first press conference... Michael Miner was influenced by Philip K. Dick and... George Louis Bourgier or some dude that wrote a book. He was in UCLA at the time. And he was coming up for the concepts of this movie. Is it time for that big operation? There's this first great commercial. <laughs> I love this commercial. So come down and talk to one of our Crack one open, why not? Here at the Family Heart Center, we feature the complete Jarvik line. Series 7 Like they're fucking... Yamaha. <laughs> They're like their fucking sports cars. Qualifies for health tax credit. And remember, we care. Remember, we care. I'm sorry, I'm gonna be that guy. I've seen this tweet. <laughs> I feel bad for the people that haven't seen this. OCP 
the firm which recently entered into a contract with the city to fund and run... Hey, what can you do? It's worse if we watch Terminator 2 Judgment Day together. God. Every policeman knows when he joins the force that there are certain inherent risks that come You can't the stand the heat, you better stay out of the kitchen. Job, he'll tell you. If you can't stand the heat, you better stay out of the kitchen. Although <laughs> seriously wounded... Officer Frank Fredrickson escaped and identified this... But Miner, his original Clarence script was called Super Cop. A story where appliance was used to give, you know, cops superhuman abilities. And it awful... Excuse me, I can't, if I can talk. It also revolved around the physical... Uh, the psychology of the cop and what would happen if that appliance... You know, got into his head and it turned into evil-ass shit to where... They were doing evil shit because the psycho the, the, the appliance was giving them super powers, but it was fucking with them mentally. Interesting story for So that's a little interesting side bit of what RoboCop could have become. Murphy transferring in from Metro South. Nice precinct. Yeah, pretty good. Work for a living down here, Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't know no bums around here, boy. I keep I, I blank on this actor's name, but he was in Coffee. That was a coffee reference, actually. Pam Greer was in it. All the officers were actually named after notorious serial killers, like this cop Manson, the one who just talked before the guy said fuck him. He's the only character not named after a fucking serial killer. That guy's actually named after a dude named Jonathan Kaplan, who was a filmmaker at the time. He still is. And he always used to say, like, when people would ask him about, oh, it's too much money, what are they... He said, fuck them. Any donations for the family? He'd be given to Cecil as usual. So that's why that officer says, fuck them. I don't want to hear any more talk about strike. We're not plumbers. We're police officers. And police officers don't strike. police officers don't strike. I'm trying not to. Murphy. Front and center. This is your first date, buddy, but you asked to go to the shit heap. It's like going from Beverly Hills to actually asking for assignment in Compton or Inglewood or some shit. You're asking to go into the fucking wild, wild west. There's a bad ADR right there, but I still love it. We'll see a little couple mistakes in this movie. That was extremely bad ADR. Her mouth wasn't even moving when she was saying Fucking around with your suspect. <laughs> this guy's gonna be your new partner. Murphy, meet Lewis. Show him the neighborhood. Glad to know you, Murphy. Pretty neat. Pretty neat. 
But yeah, as I was saying, all the cops are named after notorious serial killers. There's a cop named Chessman who was named after the last guy killed in the gas chamber. That guy, the white guy, Officer Manson, was obviously named after <laughs> Charles Manson. And then you have the black cop who's Officer Ramirez. We all know who she was named after. Richard, the Night Stalker. So it was a little thing that Varenhoven and the people just wanted to do to fuck with the people. Like, because Varenhoven's a nut. It's big. I figured you're green like in Delta City. What are you kidding? You never do anything ahead of schedule. It's Jones. He's got the 209 series online and now he wants to show off. Oh, that's a, that's a tough break. What, what, what? Well, ED 209 ran into a series delays and cost overruns. The old man ordered a backup plan. Have a nice Probably time. just to light a fire under Jones' ass. Yeah? Oh, Who asked you to the assignment? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody in security concepts takes it seriously. It's a better plan. Fucking Jones. I go straight to the I've had this dream for more than a decade now. Really Here comes poor Kenny. Shirt. For those that know and those that don't, you're about to Six find months. out, man. This poor. <laughs> and that was the mantra on set. Paul Varenhoven won more and more blood because he's psychotic. Even he admits it. That he was a nut on this. Everybody said it. He was a genius nut, but he was a fucking nut nonetheless. Even he admits it. So you're going to see a lot of nutty, bloody, over-the-top shit. And there's a history reason behind that. We'll get into that later. He's not just violent because he's nuts. He, he had a fucked-up childhood. A truly fucked-up childhood, but we'll get into that later. As we see more of the violence and the chaos of this movie. Take a close look at the track record of this company. And you'll see that we have gambled in markets traditionally regarded as non-profit. Hospitals, prisons, space exploration. I say good business is where you find it. Up your ass. As you know, we've entered into a contract with the city to run local law enforcement. Great Ronnie Cox. But at Security Concepts, we believe an efficient police force is only part of the solution. No. We need A lot of the information, by the we way, I got from the RoboDoc informa- uh, documentary. And a lot of I've seen. also known. But the RoboDoc documentary deserves a lot of the credit. Streaming on Screenbox if you want to see it. It's a four-part documentary that's fantastic. Here comes this stop-motion shit that... I don't like to call it shit. It's just 
It was done by Phil Tippett. He's a stop motion legend in the business. So. And he did this whole sequence. Any, any sequence with Ed 209 walking, the footsteps, down the stairs, everything. This was Phil Tippett. He's a legend. He's done a lot of great films, from what I've been told. I don't know a lot about stop motion, I'll admit, but I heard he's a legend. We can expect 209 to become the hot military product for the next decade. Dr. McNamara. We'll need an arrest subject. Yes, sir. And they said that in this scene right here, this is the most squibs that have been used in film history in this scene. And even it wasn't enough blood for Paul Verhoeven. It's just... Pointed at Ed 209. Yeah. Stupid. Seconds to comply. I think you'd better do what he says, Mr. Kenny. If I'm not mistaken, this is the voice of Ed Newmeyer, the producer. Oh, excuse me, John Davison. Why am I saying Ed Newmeyer? <laughs> Dick, I'm very disappointed. And apparently, it was so that wasn't enough blood for Varenhoven that they packed spaghetti squash into his body with the squibs, and that's why he explodes into blood. Because the blood was not enough. He didn't hear Dick, I'm very disappointed. I'm sure it's only a glitch. You call this Temporary a glitch? Setback. You call this a glitch? <laughs> yeah, stupid, he's dead. construction in six months. Your temporary setback could cost us $50 million in interest payments alone. Not necessarily, sir. Perhaps you're aware of the RoboCop program developed by myself at Security Concepts as a contingency against just this sort of thing. Thank you for your concern, Mr. Morton. I'm sure Wait this is something oh, we can take in my office at a moment. I'm sorry, guys. I can't help myself. I've seen this over a hundred times. Literally. Not not exaggerating. I've seen this over a hundred times. This is a great compare and contrast, too, to the style because... John Davis said, made a note, I don't want to make a movie. I don't want all the bad guys to sound black because I don't want a racist movie. So it's a great compare and contrast between all these white corporate bad guys with, the, you know, the spare token black dude, you know, and then the actual street thugs because there ain't all just black guys in it. There's white dudes, there's an Asian dude, you know, it, it's an eclectic group of villains from all across the coalition so they did execute that properly he said that's life in the big well, too bad about Kenny that's life in the big city he did <laughs> god but that's Varenhoven's commentary for you you know 
moves, Murphy. Uh, yeah, well, my son Jimmy watched this cop show, TJ Laser, and this laser guy does this every time he takes down. There were so many actors who were up for the part of Robo or Alex Murphy. Role models can be very important to a boy. I mean, Christopher Walken was up for the role, Christopher Reeve, William Defoe, Lance Henriksen, Bruce Dern. Yes, Laura Dern's father. Peter Peter Coyote, James Remar was on the li- a short close short list. Flash Gordon himself, Sham Jones, and Craig T. Nelson, Peter Fonda, and I think even if I'm not mistaken, Michael Ironside was close to getting the role, but he wanted to change the fucking script too much, so they said nope. And then Peter Weller eventually got it. But that is a long list of people that were actually close to getting the role. That were willing to do it. (laughs) That kick to the side of Emil by Kurtwood Smith, that was improvised. A lot of the stuff in this is improvised. And they were like, this scene right here is very dangerous that Ray Wise improvised where he hangs out of the fuck. He almost, he could have killed himself. There was no mats. No, this is real shit right here. They were doing dangerous fucking crazy shit. Obviously, they had stunts and stuntmen, but I'm talking about shit like this. Hanging out of the fucking thing. Like, that was real that they did on their own. That's a fact. Like that scene right there where Ray Rise is just hanging, shooting. That car was moving. Can you fly, Bobby? <laughs> That's my mom's favorite line in the movie, by the way. That fucking laugh, dude. <laughs> That's my mom's favorite line in the movie. Can you fly, Bobby? But like I said, that 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 short list was was it seems big, but those were the people that were willing to do the movie because no one wanted to do this film because it was called RoboCop for fucking for for a long time. Nobody want. They look at it, they just RoboCop and some would read it and they just throw the fucking script. They couldn't get a director, and then finally Paul Verhoeven came on. And he didn't even want to do it at the first. He read 30 pages, he hated it, and he threw the fucking thing away. He said, fuck this shit, it's garbage. And then his wife actually read the script and said, they were on vacation, and his wife read the script and said, uh, honey, this is down your alley. You need to reread the script because it's actually far more brilliant and intelligent than you, you understand. You need to reread it. So because of his wife, he came on board. And if it wasn't for Varenhoven's wife, we might not even got RoboCop the way we got it today. So that's a fact. 
Shit. Mind aside. Zip this up. Zip this up. <laughs> Rotten fuck. Like, like that loud. Can't he? You can't even replicate it. Like, <laughs> that's fucking loud, dude. And he improvised that. Uh, Jesse D. Goins, Joe P. Cox, the character, he improvised that for his Joe P. Cox character. And we got Paul McCrane, Emil. Always playing notorious assholes. He was in ER as an asshole. I remember hating him when I was growing up. It was in ER. I was like, I'm glad RoboCop killed you. <laughs> or I should say, well, I'm not going to say it yet because there's a spoiler. RoboCop technically didn't kill him. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. Dead or alive, you're coming with me. I can't help it, guys. I'm trying not to, but... They had five grand to create all these sets throughout the entire movie, so <laughs> they were given only five grand, and they did a fucking great job with the amount of excuse me, the small amount of money they had. Try not to, guys. <laughs> not mistaken, Rob Bottin did all these special and practical effects. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Get the man in. The sense of humor in this is really dark, but it's 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 good stuff. 
They made a special animatronic for the scene that was like really, really advanced for the time. It even had pores on the skin, like a real human being. It's insane. This was 1987, too. God damn. I saw this movie when I was 10 years old the first time. No bullshit. I saw this one on my, on my 10th birthday. Should not have been seeing it, but... All that's improvised. The laugh, the doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt. All that's improvised. That's why this animatronic looks a little bit better than the one that he did in Total Recall with Arnold. Plus, no offense, you know. Peter Weller was a better looking man than Arnold was in their prime, so... Arnold may have been more fit, but Peter was a better looking man. As they called him on the set, they said he was a pussy hound on this set. He was always screwing on the set of RoboCop, so... Shit happened, you know? And he's still alive after all of that. Technically, he is still alive, as we will see in the next scene. Even with the shot to the head, Murphy is still technically legally alive. He flatlines in the hospital, not here. You would think he'd be dead after all that, but no. The loss of blood, the shot limbs, the shot in the skull. It shows you the testament, the strength of Alex Murphy, which would become, as we know, let's not be stupid here. We know he's going to be the poor schmuck that volunteers to become RoboCop, as you know. Miguel Ferreira said, we got to just wait for the next poor schmuck. But he's still technically alive here. It's in, that's insane. Which is what pisses me off a lot about some of the game, the RoboCop Rogue City, is you can't take bullets as RoboCop, but Alex Murphy can take 100 and be okay. But RoboCop can't take very... It doesn't matter what difficulty you're on. He gets turned into fucking paper mache when you shoot him, but, you know, that's a discussion for another podcast. I digress. Shit. Can you do that, Dad? His pressure's dropping. Okay, I've got a central liner, get the pressure back, normal saline. Can you do that, Dad? Should have made the noise too. Which, 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 which. What's our blood pressure? I love you. That's not until later. I know it's annoying me quoting all the lines, for guys, I'll try and uh, cut it down. When you make the sound effects, it's a little too much. Or the juke, 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 juke. We'll get there. He's dead. They originally pitched the idea of Robocop to Stan Lee at one point, too. 
But Terminator came out first, and they took Stan Lee to see a screening of fucking RoboCop, and it backfired in their face because Stan Lee was like, well, fellas, you're never going to beat that film. <laughs> this was way before Marvel was a powerhouse, obviously, and they were known what they were, way before Kevin Feige was working there and everybody, so. And... Actually, it worked out for him in the long run because thanks to Terminator's huge success, it was the only reason why RoboCop was greenlit in the first place. So I guess they owe Terminator and Stan Lee stupidity. <coughs> Which at the end of the day, it's not Stan Lee's stupidity. Stan Lee's right. This isn't meant to beat Terminator. It's to be an alternative. To be, I think this is a better film than Terminator overall. Because it says a lot more than what Terminator was talking about, so. <laughs> That's just my humble opinion. Sorry about that tidbit. I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, lose the arm. He lost it anyway. Just give him the fucking robotic arm. So he can crush every bone in your fucking body. It's titanium, laminated with Kevlar. Go ahead. Shake his hand. Gotcha. Yeah. She gets such glee out of it, too. He he could crush every bone in your hand, and I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I love it. You're gonna be, You're gonna be a bad motherfucker. <laughs> so drunk idiots. Hey, it's the new year. You know, with that Terminator uh, thing on the side, they originally wanted Arnold to be RoboCop, but he was just too fucking big. The suit was already huge. He was going to make it ginormous so no Arnold and that's a fact that I learned I didn't know they wanted Arnold originally but they did go Robo alright I'm gonna try and make it the last one I know I keep saying that but it's hard I love this movie this movie's like a masterpiece and there are no real masterpieces, especially with this one. There are some flaws we'll get into because I'll point them out. Ones I even knew when I was a kid. He said, shut up, asshole. There's people coming in my precinct. Making a ruckus. Here comes Robo. Yes, I understand. What is this shit? What is this shit? <laughs> Alright, those are my last two. I semi-promise. 
Yes, I understand. I just love the way he talks, too. When you're at rest, you will sit in the chair. Yes, I understand. What about tracking? You check his exact location at all times with one of these. How's he eat? His digestive system is extremely simple. This process dispenses a rudimentary paste that sustains his organic so he eats Gerber baby food. That's what you're saying. There it is, Gerber baby food. Tastes like baby food. Well, there you go. It's Gerber baby food. <laughs> Robocop eats Gerber baby. That's great. I never thought about it. <laughs> if he ever eats, in the very slim times he eats, he eats Gerber baby. That's great. <laughs> I love it. Now follow. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. I'm sorry, but I just now process it. Uphold the law. I had to do that one. You knew I had to do that one. Especially those who've seen this movie. And then the classified directive four. We'll find out that piece of shit later. Damn, man, you can shoot. But no one can shoot like Robocop and Lewis. Fucking hand cannon. <laughs> Waking the dead. How Peter does his movements to, he looks like an actual robot mixed with machine or excuse me stupid idiot man meet with machine go get him go this amazing Basil Paladoris fucking music the great composer who just, just listen to that music Hey, I like it. Oh yeah. Okay, man. The inner Booker T. <laughs> I'd buy that for a dollar. Oh, 
Basil Paladores did a fucking fantastic job with this soundtrack and this composition. Rivals even anything that Hans Zimmer or any of the greats do with movie composition, composing. Oh, the goddamn safe! Oh, we're the goddamn safe! We don't have a safe. Yeah, that was a waste of good Miller life. Oh, I'm gonna rent out. I remember this scene when it was on Fox when I was a kid. And this fuck me was. It was why me. Why me? Thank you for your cooperation. Good night. Thank you for your cooperation. Good night. And that's a perfect shot. With, I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> oh, that's great, dude. This is the not just the quintessential, but the perfect '80s film that still holds up today in 2023. Fucking beautiful. That. Let the woman go. You are under arrest. I do like you can do that shit in the video game. Shoot people in the dick, so... See, I didn't quote one because that's one I could have quoted. <laughs> but that's one thing you can do in the video game. You can shoot people in the dick. Piece of shit rapist. I will notify a rape crisis center. Game's awesome. It's just... Ugh. The sound effect prop for RoboCop's footsteps, by the way, the jute, jute, jute. It's a combination of like the synth keyboard mixed with a trucking timing chain. They literally took a trucking timing chain, put handlebars on it, and just jute, slammed it on the ground, and you get jute, jute, jute. It's fucking brilliant, dude. It's so brilliant. And that's how you get the Robo Walk, so. Fucking brilliant, man. Yeah. 
Keep him talking. My favorite line. That one. First, don't fuck with me. <laughs> and second, I want some fresh coffee. And third, I want a recount. And no matter how it turns out, I want my own town back. Okay. And I want a bigger office. And I want a new car. And I want the city to pay for it all. What kind of car, Miller? Something with reclining leather seats that goes really fast and gets really shitty gas mileage. <laughs> It goes really fast okay, and gets sure. really shitty gas mileage. Who wants that? He's got all that candy. Is his the actor doing this did that so you could uh, have an idea of his. Unstableness, eating all the candy from the vending machine for hours. We'll get serious now and kiss the bear's ass goodbye. Robocop. Who is he? What is he? Robocop. Who is he? What is he? Where does he come from? He is OCP's newest soldier in their revolutionary crime management Aww. program. OCP spokesman claimed that the fearless machine has crooks on the run in old Detroit. Today, kids at Lee Iacocca Elementary School got to meet in person what their parents only read about in comic books. Robo, excuse me, Robo, any special message for all the kids watching at home? Stay out of trouble. Stay out of trouble. All right, I'm going to stop doing it. Really, except for the next commercial, because i got to quote that one. But it's just a commercial. So. Rat alert. Rat alert. Rat alert. Cross my line of death. You haven't dismantled your MX stockpile. Pakistan is threatening my border. That's it, Buster. No more military aid. I love it. Get them before they get you. Another quality home game from Butler Brothers. That, I would like to play that game, actually. That would be a great board game to play with the family, especially during Thanksgiving and Christmas season. Questions about worker safety in dangerous old Detroit. Robert Morton, Vice President, Security Concepts, OCP. I'm afraid I can't comment on Delta City. That's not my division. But I will tell you this. At Security Concepts, we're projecting the end of crime in old Detroit within 40 days. There's a new guy in town. His name's Robocop. They spent a year and a million dollars to create the Robocop look and the suit. So you got to give your hats off to them. And a lot of the influence was Judge Dredd, Blade Runner. Those were two heavy inspirations. And so was Hajime Soriyama. He did a book called Sexy Robot, which was also influenced, influenced somewhat by RoboCop. 
So Rob Bottin took the aesthetic of the book and Fritz Lang's looks on Metropolis and the designs from that book and then Fritz Lang's Metropolis movie and kind of combined an amalgamation of what RoboCop looks like and it's actually brilliant. If you actually see pictures of the sexy robot book, you can kind of understand where it comes from. It's actually really brilliant. Just a side note about RoboCop and his look. That's why we got where we're at. So, at least that's what I was told. Erica Phillips is the costume designer on all this, so that's why everybody looks so good with their suits. And then the fucking dreg criminals look like dreg criminals. She she's brilliant. She did a great job on the costumes. You know he means business. He called me. you buddy boy. Woo. And you insulted this company with that bastard creation of yours. <laughs> I had a guaranteed military sale with Ed 209. Renovation program. Spare parts for 25 years. Who cares if it worked or not? Well, that's the government way. Who cares? Man, that was pretty important. <coughs> Dick. <laughs> Excuse me. I think I'm fighting a holiday cold. Holiday cold. Oh, that's not the song. It's not holiday cold. So we get the lineup of the bad guys that killed him. Ray Wise plays Leon C. Nash. Kurtwood Smith is Clarence J. Bodiger. Paul, McGr Paul McCrane, Emil. Jesse D. Goins is Joe P. Cox. And Calvin Jung is Stephen Mean. Or Mind. However you want to say it. But those guys improvised a lot of their shit. And that's why it makes them such an eclectic... Amazing cast. And now he's remembering. Is the machine becoming man once again? We shall see.
catch up with you later. Uh, hello. I haven't really had a chance to introduce myself. I'm Anne Lewis. Do you have a name? Fuck off, bitch. <laughs> How can I help you, Officer Lewis? Murphy, it's you. Murphy, it's you. I like how he takes a step back. You really don't remember me, do you? No, he's Excuse a robot, me. bitch. What do you I have to go. Somewhere there was a crime happening. I like how he added that in. That was improvised by Peter Weller. Paul didn't want that line in there, but I guess Peter explained to him that that would make sense to his character as far as being like, he just, he's taking in all this shit as a man, but as a machine, he has to continue his programming, and that's why he said somewhere there's a crime happening. You like that, little man, especially your yeah. white corporate ass. You should have knocked him dead on his dick, boy. Forget it, kid. This guy's a serious asshole. <laughs> Amen to that. He's a fucking prick. Most of this was filmed in Dallas. They they scouted a bunch of film locations, including Detroit, but they went with Dallas. Dallas was in a huge building phase during this time of the 80s. A lot of the, a lot of the buildings had futuristic, dystopian-looking aesthetics, so they, that's what they were going for. Also, they found out they could you know, set up a corporation in Dallas under the rules of filming in Texas. That were they, if they hired people in Texas under their IA contracts, they didn't have to pay them residuals. Don't do nothing stupid. So they could save money and not have to pay residuals down the line. I'm a good shot. So it was all to save money and actually hit the aesthetic. So they named the company Tobor Robot, spelled backwards. They actually made a company, a dummy, not a dummy corporation, but. A corporation to put on the side so they could do this, and it was called Tolbor Robot, spelled by backwards. So. Just a little stupid information I found out, and why this shit looks so dystopian. Like I said, you can find out more of this information in depth on the RoboDoc documentary. 
Drop it! Drop it! Yeah, you better, boy. Better alive, you are coming with me. Woo! Now he knows. Show you. You're dead! Some people say this is ridiculous that Robocop said that. He's all he knew. He should have said it more in the movie. You need your handheld through everything, fucking morons. I mean, come on. I've heard that argument plenty of times, and it's fucking stupid. Like, you need your handheld through every goddamn movie you watch. We obviously know why he knows that. He said that before they fucking killed him. That should be enough if you have, you know, half a brain. Shit, even if you have eighth of a brain. One twelfth of a brain, you should know. That's why I said, you know, that was a side ramp, but people just nitpick shit. That, there's a lot to nitpick about this movie that should be nitpicked. That's not one of them. Like the glass breaking before the glass actually breaks when Clarence Boniger goes through the fucking... We'll, we'll get into that. In the cocaine factory, that's something to nitpick. The other bullshit, you're just being a fucking brain-dead baby. Anyway, let's move on. The movie's getting into... The meat and potatoes now. Chicken Terminator would say, You're dead, honey.
shopper, let's take a stroll through your new home. This is a one-family house built by CMS. Situated near schools and shopping centers, this progressive development has a growth factor of seven. This shit, sad. This is like a fucking Shakespearean tragedy almost. Cause now he's remembering his old life and it's just. Wow. You do that? Can you do that, Dad? Now we're starting to see those memories and those flashbacks we saw unfold here in this scene, and it's just. It's fucking heartbreaking. And say, it doesn't matter who cooks in your family, because this kitchen by food concepts makes everything. I don't cry anymore during this scene. I don't cry, like, but it still gets me every time. Because it's just such a tragic tale of a man who had no choice but to become a law-enforcing machine. He didn't choose this. He was just a normal man trying to be a normal cop. He fucked up and went in the wrong precinct. Side note, you might be a little ahead of me. I got a little an audio editing thing, so they only give us an hour on this shit, which is ridiculous. And in this scene, we'll see Paul Verhoeven himself as he goes to arrest Leon Nash. Coming up right here. There he is. The guy that's <laughs> with the glasses shaking. <laughs> Let's talk. I always loved that guy too. I didn't know it was Varenhoven for the longest time when I was a kid. I just loved it. <laughs> After he kicked him in the robo nuts. Sorry, I accidentally pushed pause on that, so you're a little ahead of me again. I got too excited about Verano, you know. Yeah. So great. I mean, I just I love to be with intelligent women. Smart is so sexy. I too excited about Verano's cameo. I pushed pause. I didn't... <laughs> yeah, well, uh, a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Yeah. I, I get bored. Here comes the bitches leave part, you know. Yeah. And you need lots of stimulation, Bobby. Yes, I do. Don't move. I will. All right. Bob. 
some for me. Don't worry. <laughs> Must be the champagne. Stay here. Leave. Luckily, this movie's under two hours, so. I don't know how many cuts I'd do of this if I watched a movie like Avatar. You're gonna call me? You're gonna call me? I'm about to get killed. You're gonna call me? comes one of the big fuck-ups in film history, the cocaine factory, but it's still one of the best fucking scenes in film history, too. So you can't fault it. This scene is one of my favorites of all time. He said, fuck you. Play with me. I like the Asian dude. Don't play with me. He even stands up to Robocop. I like this dude. A lot of people love to see a guy like me. A guy like you on business. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm just not making myself clear. I don't want to fuck with you, Sam. But I got the connection. Puts his fingers in, he drinks it. He says, fuck you, I'll drink it. I got the muscle to shove enough of this factory so far up your stupid wop ass that you'll shit snow for a year. Frankie, blow this cocksucker's head off. Ooh, guns, guns, guns. <laughs> Come on, Sal. Tigers are playing. Two nights. 
Yeah. You won't be now, though. Because Robocop's coming for that ass. He told him, go. Come quietly, or there will be trouble. I had to do that one, sorry. Come quietly, or there will be trouble. Ah, oh, fuck you! See, he stood up the Robocop. It was stupid, but... Now, ladies and gentlemen, I love the movement. Love the movement. <laughs> and I should never have to reload either because it doesn't seem like Robocop ever reloads. Not very often. Here comes the broken glass before it's broken. Clarence Bodiger. Clarence Bodiger. You are under arrest. You have the right to remain silent. Fuck you. Let's see if we can see it together. Especially for the new people that have never seen this. There it goes. That was broken right before he went through it. <laughs> God damn it! Listen to me! Listen to me, you fuck! There's another guy! He's a he's OCP, he's the senior president! Anything you say may be used against you. It's dead You're kicking his ass. He's kicking his ass. A cop. You can see that grimace on his face. He wanted to kill this motherfucker. <laughs> yes. I am a cop. His inner Alex Murphy came out there. He he wanted to kill the fuck. Dude. <laughs> you You're talking about shutting down a major metropolitan police force without cops. This city would tear itself apart. 
The union thinks you should know there was a strike vote last night. We lost five guys last week. You're getting creamed out there, Reed. And on this scene, uh, interesting fact, Kurtwood Smith actually cracked a few ribs right there when he went in. And they did this scene. He's a cop killer. He's a cop killer. But they did that scene ten more times afterwards. Is just give me my fucking phone call. Because he threw he he was thrown into. I don't know if it was Peter Weller or he a dolly or something, but he was thrown into that side and he cracked like three ribs or so, and he did it ten more times. And the dude who played a. Uh, the Mexican Kaplan, I think it was. The guy next to him, he's he knew and he he looked at him like Clarence Potter, and he's like, he didn't say nothing. He just looked at him, and even the guy, the actor, admitted he's like, he looked at me like, shut the fuck up, don't say a fucking word, or I'll kill you. And they got the scene, so showing how badass Kerwood Smith is, man, like. He was a fucking G, dude, and he still is. We're going to learn about what Directive 4 is right about now. That's why he's all happy. He's like, yeah, I got him by the robo balls. That's why he opened the door for him. Red carpet. Man, officer. <laughs> he's like, go ahead. I don't usually see anyone without an appointment. But in your case, I'll make an exception. You are under arrest. Oh, on my charge. Aiding and abetting a known felon. Sounds like I'm in a lot of trouble. You better take me in. I will. Now we learn. Directed four. What's the matter, officer? I'll tell you what's the matter. It's a little insurance policy called Directive Four. My little contribution to your psychological profile. Any attempt to arrest a senior officer of OCP results in shutdown. What did you think? That you were an ordinary police officer? You're our product. And we can't very well have our products turning against us, can we? Still a little fight. Maybe you'd like to meet a friend of mine. I had to kill Bob Morton because he made a mistake. Now it's time to erase that mistake. Here comes the producer's voice. 
Or no, that's not until the end of the movie. That's right. Robo's getting fucked up. The first time you can see Alex Murphy's eye since he's become a robot. Stuntman got shrapnel in him from what I heard from that uh, stunt right there. They went a little too early and it hit him. You want to learn a lot about this movie, you really need to see the documentary. I highly recommend it. Green box, you can get a free trial and it's cheap. It's like $4.99 a month. And I think like $12 for a year or some shit. I don't remember what it was. It was dirt cheap. Or you can buy the Blu-ray for like 15 bucks. fell down the stairs. But I highly recommend the RoboDoc documentary. Get you the official name for you while we're watching this movie. It is RoboDoc, the creation of RoboCop. Screenbox Screen original series, so check it out. It's a four-part series. It's fucking amazing. Hell no. He is a cop. He's, he's a human being. <laughs> I'm not an animal. I'm a human being. to treat RoboCop. After all he did for you punk motherfuckers. Murphy, it's me. See, only Lewis is saving his ass. Lewis. His ride or die. That's why we love Ann. His ride or die.
Louis saving the day. Fuck the rest of y'all. They were gonna kill her too. <laughs> with Casey Wong. Top story, Santa Barbara. 10,000 acres of wooded residential land were scorched in an instant when a laser cannon aboard the Strategic Defense Peace Platform misfired today during routine startup test. Casey? Yes, it was a day of mourning for the families of 113 people known dead at this hour. Among them, two former United States presidents who had retired in the Santa Barbara area. A day of mourning for a country. Yeah. Union representatives and OCP continue negotiations today in hopes that they killed Reagan. <laughs> by police, scheduled to begin tomorrow at midnight. Justin Ballard Watkins has more. They're still on duty, but what about tomorrow? This is one of my favorite scenes. Put the people in the crime-plagued Lexington area. They're public servants. They got job security. They're not supposed to strike. It's a free society. Except there ain't nothing free. It's just no guarantees, you know. <laughs> Oh, the jungle. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. I always loved him as a kid, and I love him now. <laughs> so we talk about the violence in this movie, and everybody, it's violent, it's violent. You got to understand that Paul Verhoeven grew up with violence. He, Paul Verhoeven grew up during World War II, Nazi-occupied Germany. When he was a child, he was living in the, the British Hague, Whatever it was, and British bombers would bomb every single day when he was a kid. He grew up under a fascist regime. And there's a story where he recalls one time when he was a boy, and his dad took him to school, and he saw body parts were everywhere. He was about 9 or 10 years old at this time. He saw body parts everywhere, all over on the roads on the way, and he just figured, shit, this is where... It was from a night of previous bombings. And he's like, shit, this is just the way humans are. This is this is what humans look like. So that's why Paul Verhoeven has the commentaries that he has on this movie. This memory is admissible as evidence. You involved me. And why it's so violent. So there we go. Sorry for that. But that's that's why Paul Verhoeven is so violent and so crazy. Well, listen, Chief. Your company built a fucking thing. And that's why the villains are so nasty, why the corporations are so fucking crooked. Because that's his view that's his view on America. Especially at this time when, you know, people were snorting cocaine left and right and the excess was the thing. They are the fucking military. The military. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Did you bring the gun? That's the first time you'll actually feel a semblance of glee for Robocop in this scene right here. <laughs> when she comes, he wants his gun. And we're about to see him without his face once again. Rob Bottin doing his magic. <laughs> Did the you bring the gun? Half the force didn't show up for work today. Everyone else walks You're out. so happy. I guess we're on strike. I wasn't sure what you needed. I sort of grabbed things. Your gun? <laughs> for the most part, I'm going to shut up for a lot of this because, you know, we got all the facts out. We're supposed to be enjoying this film, and I have. Oh, thank you. If I'm not hungry. She gave him Gerber baby food as we <laughs> Or wanted to. We're about to see the reveal. This is one of the... <clears throat> I appreciate all you who have joined me for this commentary. As we're coming to a close. Love you guys. You're hideous freak. No. Murphy, who? He's like... Murphy had a wife and son. What happened to them? Well, after the funeral, she moved away. Where did they go? She thought you were dead. She started over again. I can feel them. But I can't remember them. That's fucked. Oh. That's the tragedy. Shots. <laughs> we had our shots. I never noticed that. Hotel. <laughs> Not bad. Let me keep a shot. 
It should have. You look like that touch. He's gonna play with Watch you. Wait, wait, Clarence, Clarence. <laughs> he blows his shit up. Bang, bang. Yeah, see, you can't say that F word anymore, buddy. Not be. Rhymes with. Bag it, you know? He blew up the strip club. Fuck. <laughs> Probably killed a few, you know, ten in there. There he goes again. The cigarette, you know. Maggot. He wasn't saying, he was saying maggot. There's that Gerber baby. <laughs> See? <laughs> Looks like Japanese Gerber baby food, though. <laughs> I think you can get a little closer there. Maybe I'm tripping. I thought I saw Japanese writing on there. What the fuck? What the fuck? My targeting system is a little messed up. Oh, it's not Gerber, baby. It's made. There it goes. Get that Gerber, baby. That Japanese knockoff Gerber, baby. Yes. More to the left. Here. I figure that's dead on. Thank you. Ball's accurate. Nothing fancy. Just kill him. Hear me? 
rest of them up. Your judgment day, bitches. Cops like fuck that you went in the toxic waste bin and see that proves that Robocop can sprint because I heard a lot of arguments about the game he moves too fast he can sprint and that's what he does in the game That hubcap flying off. Ooh. <laughs> You're probably already infected. He's toxic waste man. You got it on you. So this is why I say technically Robocop doesn't kill Emil. Clarence does. That's the only reason why I said that earlier. He didn't kill him. Clarence killed him in.
You spit out a tooth? Now this is the first time we see Clarence scared throughout the entire movie. Well, no. Second time, because the cocaine factory was kind of scared. <laughs> it's always Robocop. She got you. Fix you. I'll fix you. I fixed everything. <laughs> Robocop's brain or is inside of his chest, by the way. Yes, Robocop's brain is inside of his chest, not his heart. His brain. So. Let that sit in for you too. That's not me. Going with head that is lore canon. Robocop's brain is in his chest. For those that didn't know. Goodbye. So yeah, that 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 was the producer. His voice just got blown to smithereens. Because whatever happens, this corporation will live up to the guiding principles of its founder: courage, strength, conviction. We will meet each new challenge with the same aggressive attitude. How can we help you, officer? Dick Jones is wanted for murder. This is absurd. That thing is a violent mechanical psychopath. <laughs> My program will not allow me to act against an officer of this company. These are serious charges. What is your evidence? Bob Morton because he made a mistake. 
Now it's time to erase that mistake. I had to kill Bob Morton because he made a mistake. Now it's time to erase that mistake. They just have a gun, a Desert Eagle, randomly playing around. We will walk to the roof very calmly. I will board the chopper with my hostage. And you could argue it was from when Anybody Kenny died, but me? they just left it there? Like, seriously? Oh, Jesus, it. Dick, you're fired! Thank you. Thank you. There's an alternate way he should have died in that, and uh, you can learn that from the RoboCop documentary, so go get it. Nice shooting, son. What's your name? Murphy. Murphy. And that's RoboCop, ladies and gentlemen. Hope you had a, as good a time as I did. Had a couple of difficulties. But, you know, we're here. Got a little facts. I hope you enjoyed Robocop as much as I did. I had a fucking blast watching this. I hope you guys had a blast watching it together. Uh, the next episode will most definitely be a new episode of the regular podcast. But that's just going to be... Probably we won't be until December 18th, 20th, once we get on the, the Christmas vacation. So enjoy this while you wait. The two people that still listen to this, I appreciate you. Love you guys. Peace. And remember, dead or alive, you're coming with me.